This is Hebrews in Exile with Rabbi Robert B. Holman Jr. and Sean Appleton. And in episode number 47, we are going to talk about the misvotes and in specificity, an intro to the misvotes. We're going to roll out a series of podcasts after this that are going to talk about the misvotes that are important, not only to the Most High, but mainly important to us while we are in our exile because some of the misvotes we just cannot do. So sit back and relax. This is Hebrews in Exile. You know what we do. You know what we do. Let's go! This is Rabbi Robert B. Holman Jr. and Sean Appleton. And this is Hebrews, Hebrews in Exile. You know, Sean, um, there are some things that are significantly important to our Hebrew people in exile. And I've been thinking about this for a minute. We've talked about the aspect of the loneliness of the transition yeah. from coming out of Christianity into this Hebraic way. But there is something that is very, very important that we need to share with our people. Mm. Agreed. And that's an understanding because we talk about these all the time and that's the mitzvot, the commandments. Right. Yep, we're commanded to teach them. And we've also shared with them the idea that over there across the street, yeah, you know, across the street, Uh they have impressed upon our Hebrew people in exile that the Father's commandments and his mitzvot are under the law, old, antiquated, and been done away with. All right. For that's, that's it, what, yeah. Yeah, that's what they that's what they say, you know, it and then to add insult to injury, I'm a this is my soapbox. I'ma stand right on this bad boy on this one. Because it's so poignant. Even to go so far as to say that those same mitzvot that you Hebrews like to follow were weak and ineffective. ineffective. That's what <laughs> that's what your that's what your Hebrew Greek text says. Weak and ineffective. You know, you mean to tell me that you have the unmitigated gall to say that what the Most High gave to a prophet whom he said there will never ever be a prophet like Mashe, the words that he said were weak and ineffective and, ineffective. and did not bring us to the goal. That's what you're saying about my Elohim. Right. That's what you're saying about my absolute all-existent one. That's what they're saying about the one who says in Bamidbar numbers, mm-hmm. I am not a human, mm-hmm. that I should lie or change my mind. So you're telling me that you're allowing a nation of people who are Eurocentric, right, who are also part of what has made you become a slave, mm-hmm. and you've embraced the idea that you're allowing people 
to tell you that the Elohim that you claim that you love is a liar. Right. And, 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 and look at, look at that under a magnifying glass, even, even further to say, okay, it's weak and ineffective, but isn't your Yeshua the same part of that triune thing? Isn't he an extension of God himself? So that's like saying that part of you, what I said before, or what I'm telling you to do is weak and ineffective. So you're, you're nullifying already anything that's being brought out, coming out of this man's mouth. You, you literally in Hebrew seven, that's where we're, that's where we are at currently right now. If you want to follow along, go read chapter seven of Hebrews in the New Testament. It is where it is established emphatically. Do not let your leaders stand in front of you and spiritualize this. Read it in context. What it says is that we are going to establish a new religion, which means that we acknowledge that the Most High had something in place, but we don't care about that anymore. We're going to do our own thing and establish this as a new religion. That's why we can sit there now and say, you know what? The nations are the nations. If you want to follow after that, you can do whatever you, whatever the heck you want to do. You know, I, I said this and I'm going to say it again because I want you to hear the realness of which that I'm speaking. Um, I am a human being just like you are and I'm subject to allow myself, my emotions to get caught up in how I'm feeling. And this particular conversation that we're having right now about the people across the street and the Eurocentrics and how they have taken our people and fed them this, this yeah. non-truth. Mm -hmm. It literally, when I think about it, I'm going to use the term and I'm going to say this. Right? All right. It literally pisses me off. All right. Yeah. Because it's 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 malicious. Now you you see it for what it is, it, and and it, it angers me. It angers me to the point because it it is so ingrained in the fiber of who our people are that it is almost impossible to eradicate. Right. It's it's what they know. If they keep themselves in this this spiritual jail that. Well, the Most High's commandments, his mitzvot and his teachings are not antiquated, they're not old, and they haven't been done away with. And if we're going to use the narrative across the street that Shaul stated in Romans, and he said, we are not under the law, but under grace, that's another text of script of, of, I don't call the New Testament scripture. That's another piece of commentary that he is stating from a Hebraic perspective that is true. Mm -hmm. But what is he saying when he says we're not under the law? He's saying that we're not under the, um, the um, words, the, the Talmud, the word, we're not, like, under, not like, the, the maliciousness okay. or okay. the, um, the uh, error or the Talmud or the aspect 
of Judaism's teaching of the law. We're under grace. Mm. So what does grace mean? Grace means that the Most High has given you something that you didn't merit because he's going to tell you over in our Hebrew scriptures, you Hebrew people are not the first people that I offered this to. Right. So what I'm giving you, and it's not because you were so good. My, Cause no you, stretch cause, of the imagination. Because when you think about us, and it goes <laughs> over and over again, and y'all know this over there oh, across yeah. the street, mm-hmm. you know that Israel is defined as a hard-headed and a stiff-necked stiff neck, yeah. Just but, stubborn, but, obstinate. But that language is talking about you. Mm-hmm. It ain't not my white folks. Not talking about Europeans. Right. Talking about you. Black Hebrews. That's right. Israel. That's right. Hard-headed. Stiff-necked. Rebellious. Exactly. So now, here we are in something that we have to, you and I have to bring to the fore to help our people understand the narrative Mm -hmm. properly. You're not going to get this in Sunday school. Not going to get this in Bible class. Your pastor's not going to teach you this. Your bishop's not going to teach you this. You're not going to hear this. But that's the reason why we have this podcast, because it's for Hebrews Hebrews in exile. Mm -hmm. (sighs) Yahweh, Elohim, took a person and put him in the Garden of Eden for the purpose of cultivating it and to guard it. Yes. There is the aspect that there is, the spirituality is underlining the essence of what what all human and what all material existence is, and the two are separate. Mm-hmm. You got spiritual and you got material aspects of things that are that are that are there so when the most high gives us something we we don't understand the nature of how significant and how important that it is sure and you can't know how important it is if you've always been told that it's not important to you. you don't you don't have to follow these anymore they've been done away with so <laughs> I need a seatbelt for you. <laughs> when you tell me that something that the Most High has said has been done away with and he's spirit and every word that he has spoken has brought everything that you and I see every day, feel, touch, see, hear, and smell into existence. Right. And you tell me that he has done away with something, then I have to ask you a question. Why are you here? You should be done away with too. You should. One would think. If you follow the narrative, I agree with you. <laughs> I'm going to talk about these mitzvahs. We, we got to get into them. We got to get into them. We gotta yeah, get, it's, we got to get there. We it's get something, there. yeah. Right there. When we talk about and we use analogies and, and metaphors such as rain, We use rain, we use the ocean as metaphorical language, 
Mm-hmm. My word shall cover the earth like water covers the sea. Yes. Um, is a metaphor that speaks about the Father's word and sea is a metaphor that speaks of a mass, a masses of people. Of people, yes. Rain in the spiritual sense um, is called Torah study and seeds are the performance of Torah commandments. So water, sea, people, Torah, his word covering it all, the commandments. The prophet Hosea says something very interesting in the book of Hosea chapter 10, verse 12. He says that if you sow righteousness for yourselves, you will reap according to grace, break up the unused ground for yourselves because it is time to seek Yahweh until he comes and rains down righteousness upon you. Mm-hmm. That's that's the prophet talking. That's that's our prophet talking. Right. So our prophet is telling us that there is a time when the Most High is going to rain down righteousness upon us. And the interesting thing about the righteousness is the righteousness happens to be Torah, which happens to be commandments, right? Mitzvot, precepts. The statutes. Yeah. Mishpatims, the rulings. Mishpatims. Yep. All all of that. Mm -hmm. When we talk about Torah and we talk about the mitzvot, the Torah is intended for um, human beings with bodies, passions, interactions with others. Because the Torah, the prophets teach us all the aspects that have to do with righteousness, right living, because he's going to tell us something that's very unique. These words I'm giving you today, they shall be be life to to you. you. That's right. Life meaning it's going to be a way of life, which is the reason why we don't, we don't, we, we, we don't have a religion. Yeah. It's, it's totally not a religion at all. It's, 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 Look at it from a standpoint of saying, this is how, if I was to go to a land, which the Most High will establish for us in the future, how are we to function in that land? What are the statutes? What is What are the civil laws? How are we supposed to interact with each other? How are we supposed to deal with each other uh, monetarily? All of these different aspects, even to the way we eat, is all been outlined for us. It is a way of life. It's a lifestyle. Lifestyle, yeah, yeah. It's so, not a religion. It has nothing to do with religion. When, 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 we, when we talk about religion, when we talk about religion, religion is something that is man-made. All religions are man-made and mm-hmm. they all borrow from our historical book. Every last one of them borrows something from our religious book mm. to coin to make their own. It, it, did that apply to the United States too? Absolutely. Oh, the United States absolutely. borrowed oh, from... Oh, oh, absolutely. Oh, oh absolutely. Okay. Oh, absolutely. Mm. They, they wrote, 
they wrote the preamble and said, <laughs> one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. And I'm going to ask you a question. <laughs> what nation is that? At, oh, I can't say that. Yeah, you can. No, I you can't. You know what? No, I, I can't. Can, we can just bleep no, it can. out. No, I can't. <laughs> no, I can't. It doesn't need to be bleeped out. <laughs> okay. I can't say it. <laughs> one nation. And I have to use, if I use the narrative in which that was presented, one nation under God, which would mean one nation under fortune with liberty right. and justice for all. That's, mm -hmm. that's what the word God means. Right. Okay? So now when I bring it back and put it in its proper context, because obviously the founders of the preamble were not, well, no, they were, they were, there were some Hebrew, there were some Jews in there too. That's how they got this. Mm. One nation under Elohim with liberty and justice for all happens to be the only nation on the face of the earth that has the right to proclaim that. And that happens to be Hebrew Israel because the Most High gave us laws and rulings that were just and that were fair, that would allow us to be free people. There's my mic drop. When we came out of Mitzrayim, when we when our ancestors came out of Mitzrayim, Sean, mm -hmm. the Most High delivered us from slavery. Yeah, that we would be free individuals. There you and go, and not be enslaved. Mm -hmm. So we were a nation, right, under His rule, mm -hmm. with the liberty that He gave us, and He gave us justice for all. That's not America. That's Hebrew Israel. Now, let's talk about something. All right. We there. Yeah. The one thing that is, that we all seek for within our human makeup is to have some sense of spiritual acumen okay. or spiritual substance. Uh, where do we get that from? Where, 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 where do we, where do we go? Where do we go to allow ourselves to have some, some spiritual acumen, some spiritual wherewithal, some spirituality? Because we're made body, soul, and spirit. Mm -hmm. Okay, so within us, we have to have a connection back yeah. to the one who made us, which right. is spirit. Mm -hmm. So we have to take in something that is spirit that makes the connect. Listen, 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 listen. An electrical cord, sure, yeah, disconnected from the power mm -hmm. has no power until you plug it into the source that gives it power. Sure. Otherwise, it's just an electrical cord. Right. So man has no spiritual acumen or no spiritual essence about him until he plugs into that which is spirit. Mm-hmm. Where's he gonna get that from? That thing. Okay. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> JC don't teach you that. You know what? He does not. He does not. 
Uh, I'm, let me let me put it. Let me let me let me let, 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 let me be right. let me let, let me say it different. All right. Jesus Christ doesn't teach you that. So where do you get it? Who teaches you that? Who teaches you who teaches you how? Listen. The way that we are able to nurture our bodies and keep it spiritually alive and healthy is by adhering to the commandments, the mitzvot, exactly as Torah explains them to be. Because mm-hmm. Torah comes out of the mouth of the Most High, the spirit of the, the absolute all-existent spirit, it comes out of his mouth into the mouth of a prophet, which is Mashe. Mashe speaks to Hebrew Israel, and the only reason it's that way mm-hmm. Is because the first time our ancestors heard the Most High speak, they got the bejesus scared out of them. That's and right. they said, oh, we don't ever want to hear that voice again because the mountain shook, fire shook, yep. thunder, thunder lightning, rolled, yep. and all 70 languages came out of his mouth at one time. And the force of the, the force of the sound hit them so hard that it was like, blah, 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 blah. it was like, it was like going through G force. Right. When, you, when, want, when, they, you, when they, your cheeks are blowing yeah, back. Yeah. They, they, they didn't want to experience it anymore. <laughs> Otherwise, we would be hearing the voice of the most high still speaking to us. If, right. If we were in a place that the Most High was allowed to be himself and we were spiritual enough to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. And we're not. So. Actually, I'm going to throw you off real quick. No, you're not. Can I throw you off? I can't throw you off. No. Oh, okay. All right. So think of this as like uh, your your favorite baseball team is what? The San Francisco Giants. Giants. Okay. Yeah. So I'm, I'm on the mound and I'm getting ready to throw you something. Yeah. Okay. All right. You're ready for it. Yeah. All right. So you just mentioned that our spiritual connection to the Most High is through the adherence of the mitzvot. Yes. Did you not? Yes. Okay. So I'm pretty sure that there's some Hebrews that are out there that are listening to this, either now, present tense, or in the future generations, that will say, I have to do all of the mitzvot? Are there some that set that, kind of set that up to say, you know, I have to do all of them. They say that I have to, or I'm going to go out and start slaughtering goats and, no, and no, bulls no, and doing no, sacrificing no, pigeons. No, no, no. And so, and so, so here, here's, here's the catcher to the picture. I'm going to give you a sign. <laughs> okay. Okay. Don't here's throw that I, yet. <laughs> here's what I want you to throw. And I keep giving this sign and you keep doing that. <laughs> because that's not what I want to throw. <laughs> So, so you're the catcher mm-hmm. giving me a sign. I'm the pitcher coming See, to back like, and forth. Like, no, 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 I don't want to throw that just yet. No, 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 no. Okay. As I begin to talk about these mitzvot and as we begin to talk about the spiritual connection, we happen to be in exile. We've talked about this in one of our podcasts. The prophets tell us that we are without a temple. Right. We don't have it. We're out of our land. That too. We don't have a Kohanim. Nope. We've lost our ability to truly understand Torah. Nope. Don't have one either. We've got all four of these missing. We're in exile. Mm Mm-hmm. But the Most High said, 
to us in Devarim, uh, chapter 28, down in the closing portion, around 64 or some down there. Okay. He says, when you are amongst the nations, he said, it is from there that you will seek me or search for me and you will find me. Mm -hmm. So here we are in the end of days kind of time frame. We are in a time frame that is associated with the book of Daniel where the Most High spoke to Daniel and said to Daniel, I'm giving you some information, but I want you to close it up, close the book up until the Gentile era or time has come to fruition. Okay? So we ask ourselves a question. Well, the books have been closed, but you and I happen to be the product of the fulfillment of that prophecy. And everybody living in this generation, Mm -hmm. and generations are 10-year spans, so there are many generations since the books have been opened. So now the question is, when did the books become open? I don't want to throw a number out. A year out. Why? 1985. Yes, 1985. What happened in 1985? Ding, 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 ding. What are you in, Johnny? What happened in 1985? The internet. The internet. The World Wide Web populated. And the Most High said, when the books are open, knowledge will increase. There will be running to and fro, and there there will be marrying and giving in marriage, and that's a subject for another day. Yeah. But the books are open. Knowledge has increased. So now that knowledge has increased, we're in a position where the prophecy of Davarim to the nation that is in exile, the books are open and we are searching for him. And hallelujah, hallelujah, we have found him. Correct. That we have we, we hiding in plain sight. Yeah, we we can go in. We can go into. We can go into that book that writes so clearly. I have found him whom my soul loveth, and that him whom my soul loveth is the spirit of the Most High that's raining down and opening up the avenues so that we can see clearly who he is mm-hmm. and what these commandments and what these misfolds are that provide for us the connection that connects us back in to the spiritual plug mm-hmm. that helps us to get to these points of understanding. Which is where, which is the reason why uh, I love these interesting pauses. <laughs> what are you going to tell? What are you going to say? What are you, what's coming out next? <laughs> We're not sitting up here blowing smoke out our nose. <laughs> I'm glad it's out of my nose. <laughs> as, as one of my friends, one of my friends, shut the front door. <laughs> I know what you was getting ready to shut say. Shut the front door. Yeah, we're not blowing smoke. blowing smoke. You you can go research this on your own. So, we have to get plugged back into the spiritual source. Yeah. Why was the Torah given to the nation of Hebrew Israel? 
it's it was our nation of people, Israel, who agreed to accept it. He offered it to two other nations. They refused it. Yeah, all that you we, say. We accepted it. We will do. And out of all the species of creation, one part of human species was chosen, namely Hebrew Israel, mm -hmm. which happens to be the fewest of all peoples. While it is that we are still numbered, as he spoke to Father Abraham, mm -hmm. as the stars are oh, yeah, in the sky, in the, in the, in the Shemaim, mm -hmm. and, that, yeah. and as the sand is in the Eretz. Mm -hmm. That's heaven and earth, okay? So Yahweh identifies human Israel as select. I want you to, I want, I, I want, I want you to, you, you gotta get this. You got, you got to get this. You and I, Hebrew Israels, have been a select group of people of all mankind. There is not another nation on the face of the earth like you. Correct. And that is what's bereft of our culture right there. There, that, there, that there, pride. There, 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 there is not another nation on earth like you. And until you're able to rise, rise above the minutia of your captors and square your shoulders and understand that you're royal and you were made first mm -hmm. and you're not inferior. And come on, man. How, how is a people that have been made mm. in the image and the likeness of, of the, the most, most high, high of all made of the dust of the earth, brown, melanated, black, melanated people out of the continent of Africa made first? How in the, I can't say that. How in the world? How in the... That ain't what I want to say. Oh, okay. <laughs> but I like your word. <laughs> How in the world are you going to tell me that I am inferior? You can't make me. But by golly... I can make you. I can make you. And all the nations come out of that one little man who was melanated, Made from the dust of the ground, who was black, whose name was Adam, which has the prefix Dom, which in the Hebrew means blood, and blood before oxygen hit it is very, very dark. dark. It it's is dark. not pink. It's dark. It's dark. It ain't white. Right. And you're going to tell me that I'm inferior? Oh, hell no. <laughs> it was coming out sooner or later. <laughs> no, I mean you. No, the, you, you. No, that's that's that pride because no. listen in, in scripture. No, it is very specific. Even with the mitzvot upon the subject, this is a great like introduction to 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 getting into these mitzvot. But it is very specific when it says zakar. The word in Hebrew for uh, is remember. Yeah, is zakar. Yeah, it asks you to remember. Yeah, we have. Not done that 
at all. Literally, that whole entire, if you're constantly reminded that you're royalty, that when the Hebrew Israel was transversing in the desert, they had so much money, unlike the United States that operates at a 28 point whatever trillion dollar deficit. We're talking about a, a group of people that wherever they went, we didn't have they a were liquid. It talks about the fact that you will be able to lend to the other nations. That's how liquid you are. Yep. Yep. So my, my issue is, is that we have failed ourselves because we haven't been remembering the things that the Most High has asked us to do, which is understand what those misfolks are about, your primary connection to your life, like you had eloquently said earlier, is these misfolks. And so they are the spiritual essence that make you what you're supposed to be in the mind of the one who created you. Now, I don't know if I've ever said this. I probably have. You wonder why it is that in this exile, all this glory and all of the, I don't use, I can't stop, I got to stop using the word glory too. Mm. All of this prosperity and all of this of who we are is not being visualized. Well, it's not being visualized, which is one of the reasons why we're in exile because our forefathers abandoned what I'm getting ready to talk to, talk to you about. Mm -hmm. The commandments, the mitzvot. That's right. And the aspect, the other reason why we're in this exile is because we weren't wanted to be like the other nations and the other nations were idolatrous and we took on the idolatrous ways of the other nations mm -hmm. and the most high kicked us out of our land which happens to be his house and we were exiled into the into the into the four corners of the earth and the world and we're all over the world and by the way uh the united states does not have the largest number of hebrew exiles yeah, it would be in South America. Brazil does. Brazil, yeah, South America. Brazil, when we were exiled out of the land in the uh, 1400s, Brazil was a country that had about 55 point something million uh, Hebrews in Brazil, and there's mm -hmm. only there was only 22 or 24 million into the United States. So we're, the United States is second. Right. So let me reiterate something that we mentioned in an earlier, earlier, earlier podcast that you asked the question of and says, how do you know that you are Hebrew? Because that comes up. And the reason you know that is because when you read scriptorial text and you look at it, all the things that have beset the children of Israel has happened to, to you. you. That's how you know. Have you not been dispersed to the four corners of the world? Yes, you have. Have you not become a laughingstock? Now we're going back to our old stomping ground, our old haunt and, and Devarim 28. You have become a laughingstock. No one respects you. If you read the laundry list of things that um, are in Devarim. Have you been hated by by all peoples? Right. So the nations. You yes. can make the connection to say, listen, if I look at the criteria, the stat sheet, the triple double that we've pulled off in getting out of compliance with the most high, do melanated people dispersed all over the world fit that description? And that is an emphatic yes. See, That's how you know. See, so now now you understand truth. Now you understand how we get to truth because it's quantitative. You can measure it. You can look at it. Yeah. You can look at it and see, well, wait, that applies to me. That applies to me. Yep. That applies to me. That applies to me. That applies to me. Wow. If you it know, walks like a duck, it quacks like, a, like duck, a duck, 
Now, <laughs> must be a duck. something. I, I, I got to get there. I got to get there now. Listen, when we talk about these commandments, these laws, these rulings, and things, in the book of Psalms, Psalms 119, I don't know how Christians can read Psalms 119 and not understand the narrative for which the king is speaking. Because the king uses terminology like precepts, laws, mm. rulings, right. teachings, instructions. Precepts are nothing but teachings, rulings, instructions, laws, and dictums and commandments. Mm -hmm. And precepts happen to be a general rule intended to regulate behavior or thought. So the Most High has given us something that helps us to, to be able to regulate our behavior and our thought as a people. Right. That's what these mitzvahs do. Mm -hmm. Without them, without the mitzvahs and the precepts, we find ourselves in the struggle of trying to regulate our behavior. Because we don't have, we don't have a regulator. It's like these laws and mitzvahs and rulings that the Most High has given us are like a governor on the, on a, on a, on a, on a car. car. Yeah, it's set. I don't care how hard you push, you're not going any faster. Mm -hmm. You're not going beyond them. Right. The barrier is set. So the reason why situations are the way they are in our land and amongst our people is because they're without. They're out there without the regulations that govern the heart, the mind, and the soul to help us to function within the humanity with which we have been created. So, yes, the Greeks told you they've been done away with. Why? And the Romans told you they've been done away with. Why? Because they want you, and the Romans are barbaric. You don't say. <laughs> they're barbaric. They're without. They're without behavior. Yeah. They're without. They're they're barbaric, and they want you to be like them. And 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 as a result, we have become like them. Absolutely. Absolutely. What? Come on, come on, come on, man, come on, man. I got to get to these mitzvahs folks. I got to get to them. Come on. No, man. you're here for you're here come for on. a reason because this come is on, this man. is setting this up really really come well. On, man. Come on, man. You got to have this backstory before you jump into it. Why am I listening to the news every doggone day and somebody then drove through a neighborhood and shot up some dear baby in one of our homes and one of our Hebrew houses? Drive-by shooting. Why, why is that? Why is it that we got, we've got, we've got, murder and mayhem amongst us so 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 bad that the folks look at us and they think we are thugs and hoodlums right and they're scared of us mm -hmm. because we are without regulated behavior and thought we're without the spiritual wherewithal that keeps us sane and within the parameters that keeps us functioning in a right way. Which? Because mm. the people across the street yep. told us they'd been done away with us and this made us as barbaric as they are. Right. And then you get to this issue of 
Because when you read the mitzvot of the Most High, you have a reverence for them. You have a respect for them. You have somewhat, I don't want to, I want to use this as a pejorative term, but somewhat of a fear of them because the consequences for some of them are very, very strict. That is why you can have no reverence for anything when you get across the street in Christianity because, oh, if I commit a sin, it's someone else died for it. I don't have to have any atonement for it. You have more reverence for the laws and regulations of the United States than you do than what's in that Bible because the laws and regulations of the United States come with a penalty. The laws and regulations outside that gets practiced in this fantasy world on Sunday morning when we practice slavery every single week have no consequence at all. The most highs mitzvotes come with some reverence and respect right. and you will respect them. Yes. Or yes. you will be yes. but, but you see, in a place but, you don't want to be. Yeah, but you see, that's the reason I'm saying, that's what I'm saying. Until you take a cord, a, a cord that's not connected to anything that presides juice to it, it's just a cord. Mm -hmm. But once you plug that into the wall and it connects to 220 or 110, it now sends that current all through the cord and guess what you have to do? You have to respect that electricity that's coming through that cord. That's right. Doggone it. You better <laughs> not violate it by one point and hang on to one end and put your toe in some water. You will be toast. Right. Hair sticking all up. <laughs> Gone. And if you're bald like me, what little hair you got on your head will be sticking up. <laughs> so now when it comes back to these mitzvot, we, we respect them. Listen. The laws of the Most High, which are his commandments, which are his regulations, his rulings, his directives, the system of rules, which a particular country or community recognizes as regulating the actions of its members and which it may, by which it may be enforced by the imposition of penalties. So the Most High has given us laws for the the ability to enforce and to provide penalties for failure to do them. That gives us this system of respect that we have for these mitzvot. Mitzvot, what are they? Precepts or commandments. Rulings, mm -hmm. what are they? Verdicts, judgments, declarations, decrees. An authoritative decision or pronouncement, mm -hmm. especially one made by a judge. Who's our judge? The righteous judge, That's the right. only one, the only one who can judge rightly. Mm -hmm. And the one, hello, peoples, I'm going to tell you something. When your soul dies, this is the bad news. Do you think you're going to answer to a man? Or do you think you're going to answer to the one who created you? Which one you think you're going to answer to? Which which one uh, is Jesus Christ going to judge you? Or is the one who created you going to judge you? Who's going to judge you? Uh, if he judges you, uh, then it's stated somewhere that men, you, you can't judge me. How are you going to judge me? You made just like I was made. Right. Put on my pants like you do. Oh, how are you going to judge me? Um, man, 
that is born of a woman is is born in sin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a man that is born of a woman is born unto sin. Mm-hmm. Hello. And goodbye. Y'all, y'all said he <laughs> y'all said he came out of Mary's womb. Dead a woman. So he he born just like I was born, came out the womb of a woman, he came out in sin. But then you're going to tell me that he didn't know no sin. Yeah, well, he you lied. You lied. Yeah, that's. You lied. The most I don't lie. That's right. Won't renege on anything that he says. Nothing. You go, well, what did he lie about? Oh, you know, that's a, that's, that's a thought for a whole nother, yeah, that's a, a whole nother subject. I mean, <laughs> we'd be here, this podcast would be rolling on, and you got to go home, I got to go home, you know, producers got to go home, we'd be all night talking about that one. <laughs> that we will. Okay. That is a can of worms. Let's you don't want to open Pandora's box with yeah, that one. Let, let's, let's get back on track. Misfaults, okay? I've, I've given you definition here. Now, in Devarim chapter number four, our spokesman and our teacher, whose name is Mashe, y'all know him by Moses, mm-hmm. his Hebraic name is Mashe, says, now, Israel, he says, I need you to listen to the laws. I just define what laws were. Right. And the rulings, I just define what rulings are, that I'm teaching you in order that you might follow them so that you will live. The whole idea is to be able to live. Mm-hmm. Then you will go in and take possession of the land that Yahweh Eloheka of your fathers is giving you in order to obey the mitzvotes right. of Yahweh Eloheka, which I'm giving you, and you're not to do something. You're not to. I mean, I know y'all went to school and learned arithmetic. Arithmetic. Adding and subtracting. He says, you Do shall not, not add to, or nor you shall, shall you take, subtract from it. Yeah. Take away from, from it. anything that I am saying to you. Mm-hmm. Now, I got a question for you. Across in that Greek document, when you met the Greek document against our Hebraic document, uh, those are some, I mean, they must, they must have been, they must have, no, I can't even say they was doing calculus. Because <laughs> they added and subtracted and, and you know. Functions my, and algebra. Know, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and my, my, my grandfather, my grandfather had a, had a very, very prominent statement that he would always ask. My, and my grandfather was a mathematician. He could sit in his chair he could do math out of his head and never pick up a pencil. Just put the rule on the board and tell me what the problem was and let's roll. Right. And his motto was, if you work a problem according to the rule, you get the right answer. Mm-hmm. Now, life has rules. And the Most High has given them to us. And my faith speaks to Hebrew Israel. I'm not talking to the nations. I'm talking to Hebrew Israel. I'm talking to us. Mm-hmm. He's given us laws and rulings so that we could follow them Mm -hmm. and behave accordingly. 
And then he says, therefore, observe them and follow them. Oh, my, oh, my, oh, my goodness. See, I'm still on that adding and subtracting thing. Oh, my goodness. What? Yeah, I mean, you just enumerated just one huge math problem. How in the world are you going to sit there and say, uh, don't add to or take away from and then turn around in the same breath and say they have been done away with? That sounds like that's taking away from something. Oh, that's subtraction. That's subtraction. <laughs> You're contradicting yourself when you say they've been done away with. What? You can't take away from them. When you say they didn't, they did not, they did not come to the goal. You're saying that they're ineffective, so let's take them away. Let's That's just, Let's just get rid of them. That's right. Attraction. But now I want us to understand something because the Most High says these words. I want you to observe them and follow them for then all peoples will see you as having wisdom and understanding. Oh my, oh my goodness. Yeah. We are a nation of people that have laws and rulings and precepts and statutes that demonstrate wisdom and understanding. Now you want to know how come you're messing up. You want to know how come things aren't going your way. You want to know how come this and that. Because you do not have any wisdom and you do not have any understanding. That's right. Because the barbarics that have taught you the, the opposite have made you like them. Mm -hmm. And it's time to stop being like them. Mm -hmm. They even said, listen, they even said in their document, come out from among them and be separate. <laughs> 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 right. Come out from among so they come out from among us and be separate. Hey. And the separation is about. the separation is to understand that you are a nation of people. Right. That have at your disposal the absolute all existent one. Anytime that you need that spirit to function when you and I are in harmony and obedience with him. Mm -hmm. When we're not in obedience with him, then we're in trouble. Very much so. So he says, so when they hear, when they, when the nations hear all these laws, they will say that this great nation is surely what wise yep and an understanding people well you go well we're in exile I, they're, they're not saying that well, yes i know they're not and they're not because the reason this podcast is going on the way it is is because it is our task to help our people to turn back to the most high so that people will understand Right. How wise and understanding we are. Mm -hmm. And what a great nation there is that has an Elohim as close to them as Yahweh, our Elohim. When, what, 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 what the text says, the text says, whenever we call him. What great nation is it that has laws and rulings just as this entire Torah, which I am setting before you today? That's what Mashe told the nation, our forefathers. Yeah. Whenever we. Whenever we. We, that's not singularity. No. That's not 
you A-N-E, A-M-E. It's not you Baptists. It's not none of that. It's when the children of Israel, we, the Most High answered us when we were in slavery. Our ancestors were in slavery in Mitzvahim because we cried out to the Most High as a collective group of people. And that's why, again, podcasts like this exist because we're trying to get you to come out. So we, as a nation of people, <laughs> can can cry out and be heard. Because if we, as a nation of people, will teshiva, that word teshiva means repent and turn back to the Most High, then we have the greatest force in the world. Yeah. Oh, man, we have the greatest force in the world right? on our side, which is not impregnable by anybody or anything. That force which we have on our side resonates with what the prophets say mm-hmm. that there is. No, no uh, weapon formed, formed against. against us that can prosper. You better not sing that song. I know you want to sing it. Not that, you, not you, not you. That means that the gun in the policeman's holster has no effect on us. Mm-hmm. That means... That the policeman who might want to put you on the ground and put his knee on your neck has no force against Hebrew Israel. That means no malfeasance from anybody can come against Hebrew Israel. That's what that means. When we are in harmony with the Most High. That's right. Because the Most High told Israel, when you go out to war, when you go out to war against your enemy, you are not to be afraid. Why? Oh, because I, your Elohim, will go before you and I will fight for you. That's right. Now I'm just I'm you know, Sean. I'm I'm just I'm you know. I am just gullible to believe that if the Most High said that, then it's applicable today. Absolutely. 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 So if you tell me that these mitzvot, these laws, these rulings, and these commandments that give us wisdom and understanding are not important and are not not the shield that protects me, you have lost your doggone mind. Yeah, you've gotten to the point where you've said, the protection that I have, that I would like to, I'm, I'm getting fired at me from all angles, all angles. I'm, I'm dying. I'm doing all these things that are happening to our people. And you're saying, I don't want any protection for it. That's what you just, that's what you just basically just said. You just said, Hey, listen, I don't, I don't, I don't want any protection at all, which is horrible. And it's again, 
this is why we're doing this because our Hebrew brethren have to understand that the Most High loves us. He's never forsaken us. He's here with us in this exile. All we have to do is turn and get back. I mean, the formula is written in the scripture how to do this. And we just, because we over-spiritualize everything that we do, we practice that slavery every single Sunday, hooping and hollering, and we're not getting information. We're not zakar. We're not remembering. We're not teaching the mitzvot. We're not doing the things that establish as, as a community. I'm going to keep coming back to this. I'm going to get my soapbox for a second. I'm going to keep coming back to this. The reason why we have an honorable Louis Farrakhan, why we had a Malcolm Shabazz, why we had a Marcus Garvey, why we had a Dr. King, why we have all of these dignitaries or freedom fighters. They all come from different, if you will, religions and backgrounds. But the thing that resonates with them the most is the fact that they were trying to join a community of people together so we could actually have something. Marcus Garvey, Malcolm Shabazz, Farrakhan, all of them. That is nothing new. The Most High has been trying to get us together since we've been exiled out of the land. Oh, my goodness. Show you right. It's this issue that we keep coming up with. That's why, again, it's it, everybody can show up at a Million Man March because it's this unity amongst our people that says, we. imagine if we just, you know, said, you know what? We all united under this banner of the Most High. Wow. We have a nation. We have, and we already established as a nation. Already. The Most High is going to clear out this land for us. But see, you don't get that because that's not what it's being taught. Because what you're supposed to be doing is walking around heaven all day like a bum because nobody's telling you what you're doing when you get up there. Matter of fact, let me just... Talk about that for a second, because when you get over there on the other side of the street, it just says you're just going to be walking around all day. Doing what? It's not quantitative. There's nothing. It's not measurable. We're we going to get there. I don't need nobody's telling me where the bathroom is. I just got to walk around and figure that out. <laughs> Have you seen the movie? Have you seen the movie? Oh, I mean, I, need to stop. I think I think in every movie that I've seen where, oh. where people have gone to heaven... <laughs> They're all just <laughs> walking around in a daze. No. Doing nothing. Nothing. But you see, that's the reason why it's important for us to be able to talk about what we're talking about. Let's get let's let's get <laughs> let's get to a close because we're gonna we're 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 gonna be here a while and oh, yeah. to those of you that are listening to this podcast, um, from this point on, we're going to be talking about the substantive important matters that are on the heart of the Most High and they are his mitzvot and understanding what are we supposed to be doing mm -hmm. in this exile as exiled people? What mitzvot? What commandments? are we supposed to be uh, dealing with and yeah. what are we supposed to be talking about? Yep. And I didn't get to those tonight because we're still trying to lay this foundation and the following podcasts are going to, are going to do. Oh, yeah. But let me, let me, let me, let me close. 
let me close with this because I brought this up earlier. I asked a question. I says, well, what on earth, when you read Psalms 119, what on earth do they think the king is talking about when he talks about how happy are those whose life is blameless, who live by, your Greek text is going to say, by the law of God or the Lord. My Hebrew text doesn't say that. Mm. My Hebrew text says, and I have to go to the Hebrew um, transliteration, not the, the, tra the, the translation. The transliteration is what we read in English. How happy are those whose way of life is blameless and live by the Torah of Yahweh? How happy are those who observe his instruction, who seek him wholeheartedly? They do nothing wrong, but live by his ways. Mm -hmm. Now, the key to this is something that Hebrew Israel is not happy. No. Now, Psalms 119 tells you why you're not happy. You're not living by the Torah because you don't know what it is. You're not living by and observing his instructions because you don't know what those are. And you're not seeking him wholeheartedly. The whole task that Kohanim Appleton and I are trying to bring to you is an understanding that if you keep doing things the same way, you're going to continue to get the same answer. When we begin to do things the way the Most High has orchestrated for us as a nation of people to function and to walk in and to do, your way of life will start to change. Your way of thinking will start, start to change. And as the text says, you will have wisdom and you will have understanding and you will also start to see that you will have a sense of joy and happiness. The Torah will make you happy. Uh, I'm convinced of it. I'm a product, I am a product of happy. I am not disturbed at all by the circumstances around me. I have an Elohim that's close to me, that he hears me when I speak and when I talk to him and I ask him things. And I'm not asking him for a house, not asking him for a car, not asking him for things that are of a material substance. I'm asking him to give me wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. For if I have wisdom, knowledge, and understanding within him, and if I obey, if I obey what he says, then he makes my life simple and he eliminates the complexity because the wisdom and the understanding help me to deal with the circumstances around me that keep my mind in a place where it needs to be. What else is there to say? Eloquent. 
Well, well. This has been Rabbi Robert B. Holman Jr. and Sean Appleton. And this has been Hebrews in Exile. Stay tuned for the next episode of Misfotes and Commandments. Shalom. Shalom. Shalom.